Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. With a complexion like peaches and cream, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The podcast that hopes Democrats don't Obama-size Medicare. Never says issues when he really means problems. It's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, and uh, thank you so much for being out there uh, to enlarge our podcast audience. We've had excellent ratings lately, and uh, it's I'm going to give you all the credit for that. We have uh, still got the same mission, as always, which is to make the people, the listeners of this podcast, feel comfortable about their approach to Medicare they're crossing over that line into Medicare and their passage into the Medicare land of bliss. Uh, when you can do this confidently, uh, your life is so much easier and happier. But there are a lot of people that are trepidatious about the their encounter with Medicare. And so we are here to uh, help ease that fear and uh, help people feel more confident about it. One of the ways that I do that is to suggest that people purchase my very short but pithy book. I said pithy. Uh, the way you can do that is to go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com and type into the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Don't forget those all important numbers so that you get the most current edition. If it's if you're listening to this in 2024, probably that's the number to use. Medicare for the Lazy Man 2024, because my goal is to write an updated version of the book at the end of the year so that you'll have new information going into next year. So if I'm on schedule, then uh, and if you're late in listening to this episode, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2024. And if you're on Amazon, you're going to see four different renditions of the book, uh, each of which has a different price point and a different way of delivering the Medicare knowledge to you. But each of them has the same valuable knowledge. And the people that review the book have told me time and time again, that after a very short read, they felt so much more confident about their approaching encounter with Medicare. So I'm hoping that if you're looking towards that day, that you will buy my book and uh, digest the contents. I believe you'll begin to feel more confident. And then, uh, like many other people do, perhaps you will contact me and we can discuss the inexpensive ways that I can help you fill out your Medicare protection so that your Medicare program will be an ironclad protection against unexpected and painful medical expenses. And uh, you can then pretty much forget about it forever. 
except for one little thing which can change, and that would be drug plans. And I believe that's what we're going to talk about today. When I say we, I'm including my engineer, my podcast uh, producer, my friend, and my confidant, uh, and my spiritual advisor, and my uh, go-to guru, Randy Carson. Randy, it's great to see you this morning. Well, thank you. It's great to be seen. Well, you know, that's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm pretty excited because we're going to talk about drug plans today. I did want to mention there is one one noteworthy announcement I wanted to make. I get correspondence periodically from people who ask the same question. They ask if they can write an article for the the, uh, website. And my response is always the same. Thank you very much for writing. I don't think our website is the kind of place that that people go to to read a lot of stuff. Our website seems to be a um, a snapshot of what the basics of Medicare are, but it's also a uh, conveyance. It's a way for our listeners or our uh, the people that have read the book to get in touch with me personally about their Medicare needs. And so what they do is when they land on the website, they often go right to the questionnaire wherein I ask them a, a series of questions. When they click on send, it comes directly to me. And that's how I know to contact them to give them information about Medicare that they've requested. So, um, we don't have a lot of people that just go to the the uh, website to read about Medicare. And frankly, you know, it's not a very exciting subject. So I've requested that these people, perhaps if they have an interest in Medicare, to write something Medicare related that we can use on the podcast. And I'm always met with a cold, stony silence <laughs> because I believe there's a whole <laughs> cult out there that's... All they want to do is write stuff for websites. They don't want to really write stuff that we can talk about or anything uh, during during the uh, podcast. However, I got some email from a gentleman today who said, hey, I listened to your podcast while I'm on the treadmill, which tells me that maybe he's not paying close enough attention because I expect most listeners are sitting, uh, listening carefully with their uh, their pens in their hands and their notepaper ready to write down the pithy thoughts that Randy and I share. But anyway, in this case, we have a person who is interested in the podcast and who wants to be a guest. And I don't know whether this is serious or not. So the first thing I did was I went to the uh, website. He said he was a partner in a company uh, that uh, apparently has a Medicare. um, Let's see, where is he? He says, um, I, we have a, One of the leaders of our Medicare practice is what it is. Sounds like a medical practice. But when I went to the website, I wound up printing off about 20 pages from Wikipedia about this company because it's a multi-billion dollar international company. A couple of interesting points caught my eye. Uh, They have pictures of their offices, one of which is three World Trade Center in New York, and one of which is some weird looking building in Bucharest. So I figure a company that's got offices in the States, in Bucharest, and in uh, New York, has a lot to say about something. Uh, I also went to the the page where they are looking for, or the, the page where uh, potential job seekers uh, land, and I saw some woke things that I wasn't happy about. 
but I suppose you have to do that to attract uh, current college graduates. You have to pretend that you're woke and sustainable. They use some other buzzwords like that. But I keep thinking to myself, this is a large company with a Medicare practice. And it's it could be interesting. I haven't asked this gentleman yet what it is that he would like to talk about, but I'm inclined to want to uh, engage him in conversation uh, and let the audience uh, judge for themselves whether it's worthwhile or not. So I'm going to be pursuing that, but it, it's going to take me longer than normal because the other thing I haven't told Randy this yet is that I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the occupancy permit to arrive for our house in Wayne, Illinois, and it just dropped last Tuesday, two weeks, two days ago. And so now we have sprung into action and started collecting a pile of stuff that's going to go into the back of Mary's uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. And uh, we're going to drive back to Illinois in a couple of days. And uh, that's going to throw our schedule off. So Randy and I have a bunch of episodes piled up. By the time you hear this one, uh, it'll be several weeks down the road. And I believe AEP will have started annual election period or what a lot of people call open enrollment. And so that means um, it's going to be like a night and day. Today is is uh, one side of that frenzied activity that Medicare Advantage and, and drug plan people uh, go into a, a tizzy about every year. And by the time you hear this, it's going to be on the other side of that line. So I do want to have a drug plan selection um episode and that's going to be today after randy uh deals with the content that he has curated for today randy you i interrupted you and i started yakking about our potential guest and everything else and i feel as though i've i've uh, stolen your thunder so the stage is yours no you haven't Uh, i'm just sitting here with a big grin on my face because i gave you a little bit of a warning you but did. I'm going I'm going to hit you with a stump the insurance expert question today. Ouch. This is always so painful, gen, gen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, go ahead, Randy. I'm ready. Okay, this is uh this is an interesting question. I I think you'll know the answer. Okay, well, on today's we'll date, we'll see. Uh, yeah, today's date. Okay. Today's yeah. date in 1931. What happened? Oh, boy. 1931. Uh, today. Oh, I know what happened. This was the day of the stock market crash. I'm sure of it. I'm so sure. I'd bet my firstborn child. Yeah, my secondborn child, too. I'll throw them both in there. Um, I bet you, unless it happened in October. No, I'm thinking this might be the day. Oh, no, no, no. That was in 1929. Never mind. I take back my answer. 1931. Oh, boy. Randy's got me again. I swear. <laughs> I was so I sure it. of myself. He's got, he's so happy about this. I can see the smile on his face. Actually, he's covering up his face. He's, he's pretending to be uh, thoughtful, but in I reality, am. he's covering up the sneer on his mm-hmm. mouth. That could be a little bit of that going on too. So would you like another, would you like to take a shot at it? Well, September of 1931 uh, was not a stellar time because the world was starting to plunge into a uh, very, very deep economic malaise that lasted for over 10 years. So I'm going to say that I need a hint or something. I need assistance. Okay. The hint is now 
This is going to be a tough one. All right. This hint will route you totally out of the United States. And it relates to the uh, step that the Bank of England took. Oh, uh, did they go off the gold standard? They did. Ah, is that the answer or is there more? To that, that, that is the, I'll, well, I'll give you a little bit of a, this is a, like a little bonus question. Uh-huh. The Bank of England dropped the gold standard and the pound sterling promptly lost how much of a percent of its uh-huh. value? I bet it was huge. I bet it was huge. I'm going to say 25%. You're damn close. 28%. Ah. And and that undermined the solvency of many countries in Eastern Europe and South America. Sure. And that led to more turmoil. Uh, it it was, did. It was bad enough, especially in Germany. Uh, the Germans lost World War II. The Allies, including the United States of America, a bunch of dopes were assigned to join in with the other allies to extract as much wealth from Germany as possible to repay for the costs we had to incur in World War One, And that led directly to uh, just uh, the uh, buildup of Hitler in, uh, you know, in preparations for World War Two. Hitler came to power in 1933, two years after this. So that economic turmoil directly probably led to the rise of evil in Germany for the continuation of the Great War into the 1940s. I you did very well, Doug. I've got to I've got to hand it to you. I I'm going to give you half credit. Well, that's very generous of you because I was uh I had a lot of flop sweat. I was thinking, "Oh my god." <laughs> so well, listen, I think we ought to get to our exciting content today. Yeah, because absolutely. This is something that people can really use, and I want them to use it, and I want them to feel comfortable with the process. And this is the process of how to pick the best drug plan for you. And by best, I mean the ch- cheapest available prescription drug plan out of all the plans that are offered in your particular area. So I'm going to try to walk through it step by step and have the audience hopefully follow along. But the fact that this is a podcast should make it easier because they can replay this while they're on their phones or on their computers. And uh, hopefully by being able to do that, they will be able to learn to feel comfortable with this. Um, I have, I'm going to follow the trail of a recent contact. Now he's not a client yet, but I'm hoping he will become one. He seems like a, a fun guy, and uh, we have corresponded a little bit, but he sent me his list of drugs, and it's very short. It's only two drugs, and uh, I know where he lives, and I'm going to follow along. I'm not going to tell you what his name is because I never talked to him about that, but I'm going to follow along with what I did to find the cheapest drug plan available for him. So I first of all, I went to this website you got your three w's and a dot so it's www.medicare.gov forward slash plan dash compare and when you get to that site it's the government site and on the left side they're going to ask you to set up a uh, an account or to log in if you actually have an account but I'm assuming that you don't. I don't have one. And so I am on the right side where it says 
what is the zip code that you're interested in? And uh, the zip code in this client's case is 22032. So I'm going to type that in, and then it's going to say, oh, which county are you in? And I'm going to click Fairfax, Virginia, because that's where this hope-to-be client is. Then I'm going to click continue, and I'm going to then uh, look at the choices right there on the right side of the screen that they present to me. Am I going to be looking for a Medicare Advantage plan C? Randy's going, no, you're not. Uh-uh. Not the, you're not the Doug I know, if that's what you're after. The middle choice is Medicare drug plan part D. That's what we want. And the bottom one is Medigap policy. Now, we all know that Medigap is Medicare supplement. They don't have drug coverage built in. You'd have to buy that separately anyway. So I'm just going to click on Medicare drug plan part D. That's what everybody should use. And then I'm going to go right below that to the green button that says find plans, because that's what we're doing here. We want to find the best plan for you. And it takes into account three elements in your life, your location, the drugs that you take, and the places that you like to fill your prescriptions. So the first question that says, do you get help with your costs? Do you Are you on any kind of welfare? Do you have Medicaid? Supplemental Security Income, Medicare Savings Program. Do you get the program called Extra Help from Social Security? Uh, there's a uh, selection that says, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm too stupid to know whether I get stuff. Or uh, the final selection is the one I'm going to check. It says, I don't get help from any of these programs. And then I'm going to click Next. Then the next question is, tell us your search preferences. Do you want to see your drug costs when you compare plans? If I say no, it's just going to take me to the list of plans that go from the cheapest monthly premium to the most expensive monthly premium. But since I have drugs that I take and I want to find the cheapest plan when you take into account the drugs that I take, I'm not going to click no because I wouldn't have the drug information as part of the, the uh, uh, equation, though I'm going to click yes. Do you want to see drug costs when you compare plans? Yes, I do. And it's not for the cost of the drugs under the plan so much as I want to identify the cheapest plan. And this government website uh, with all its limitations is the best way I've found to do that. So I'm going to click yes, I do want to see drug costs. And then I'm going to click next. And here comes a box that says add prescription drug. Now, this gentleman has two drugs that he takes, so I'm going to start by typing in the box the name of the first of his two drugs. It's Simvastatin, V-A-S-T-N. It, it uh, throws up a whole bunch of possible selections to autofill. And I clicked on Simvastatin after I typed a few letters, and I clicked the box that says Add Drug. He takes a 10-milligram tablet and he takes it once per day. So I'm going to order 30 of these drugs. I'm going to say he takes a 10 milligram tablet. The quantity is going to be 30 and the frequency is going to be every month. And the reason I do that is because it's going to compare plans. We're not really interested in what the projection of his cost is. We're interested in comparing the plans to find the cheapest one. Now, if uh, we had... Uh, Oh, the, one of the shortcomings of this uh, this uh, website is that it's only going to do a calculation based on the first of the following month 
until the end of the year. And if that's not evenly divisible, if he gets 90-day fills and it's a four-month period, it's going to show an outrageously high expense for him. And so I just translate everything into a 30-day selection, a 30-day prescription fill so that we can keep everything the same. So in this case, we've got simvastatin. We've got dosage 10 milligrams, quantity 30 once a month. The frequency is every month. Add to my drug list. And then it says, you want to add another drug? And I certainly do. The second drug that he takes is metoprolol. (laughs) Good thing I never went to pharmacy school. So I'm going to type in M-E-T-O-P-R-O. And uh uh-oh, here's a problem that we have to take care of. And it's a problem that only you, the drug taker, can really do if you, unless you've been very, very specific with me. There are two metoprolos. One is, uh, the second word is tartrate. The other is succinate. And I don't know which one this gentleman takes. He didn't tell me. He was not that specific. So I'm just going to flip a coin mentally. And I'm going to go with metoprolol tartrate. And so I'm going to click add drug. And in this case, he takes a 50 milligram pill. I'm going to find that in the drop down menu. I'm going to change the uh, quantity to 30 pills because he takes 30 pills. He takes one pill a day. And so I'm going to say that he takes 30 pills every month just to keep things even. And I clicked add this to my drug list. Now we have a complete drug list for this particular prospect. He's got the two drugs. We've got the quantity that he takes is one per day for each. And we're going to order a refill of 30 every month. So now that we finish that, I'm going to go to the box that has, you know, typical government uh, errors in language. It says done adding drugs. I'm going to click that box. It should say finished adding drugs. But in this case, it says done adding drugs. So I find myself on a screen that says choose up to five pharmacies. Remember, one of the points of this is to be able to select a pharmacy uh, that he wants to buy his drugs in. And so I'm going to select the two pharmacies that he gave me, one of which is CVS and one of which is Walmart. And I'm going to throw in mail order because He didn't answer yes or no. I have a question on the questionnaire that says, are you interested in mail order? Yes or no? He didn't answer that. So I'm going to throw in mail order because that's my favorite way to get my drugs. I don't like to go to the store. And uh, when I send people to the store, sometimes they wind up uh, doing some other shopping and it winds up being a little more expensive than I planned on. So I always enjoy having the mail order option. So the, in addition to the mail order that I have uh, selected for him, I also have a CVS pharmacy and a Walmart pharmacy. And these are all in a geographical area as close as possible to his zip code. The fact that I put in the zip code at the very beginning of this process means that these drugstores are right down the street or around the corner or fairly close to his residence. So we now are finished, as it says here, done, but it should say finished. I've selected two pharmacies and mail order. And then here are the drugs in order of their 
expense. The cheapest drug, the second cheapest drug, and the third cheapest drug are the first three available. And I'm going to check them to do a side-by-side comparison. You don't have to do this. You could just jump on the cheapest drug, which in this case is a silver, uh, silver script. Randy hates that term for old people. Silver script, smart saver. That is the cheapest one, taking into account the monthly premium plus the drug co-pays that uh, this uh, this uh, patient is going to have to pay whenever he gets his prescriptions filled. Now, we have 24 drug plans available in his area, in his zip code. And so right now they are listed in, ter- in uh, order of the cheapest to the most expensive. I'm going to say, let's compare the three cheapest plans. So I'm clicking the first drug, which is the Silver Script plan, add to compare. Then I'm going to go down, scroll down to the next plan, which is WellCare Value Script. That's the plan that I happen to have. I'm going to click Add to Compare. And then I'm going to, the third cheapest drug plan is a Cigna Saver RX. I'm going to click Add to Compare for that one. And then I'm going to click the the little box in the right-hand corner that says Compare. And now I have a side-by-side comparison of SilverScript SmartSaver, which is the cheapest, the WellCare Value Script, and the Cygnus Saver. Let's uh, look at the uh, display here. The SilverScript SmartSaver is telling me, as I scroll down, it's telling me that if I were to fill all of my script, all of my prescriptions at the CVS Pharmacy from the first of the month coming up, which is October 1st, I know you're listening to this, in October, but right now it's September here. So the next first of the month is October 1st. And it tells me that with this drug, with this plan, if I only fill my drugs at the, or my prescriptions at the CVS pharmacy, I will have an out-of-pocket cost from now, from October 1st until the end of this year of $25.29. Now that's my two drugs plus the plan premium. So if there's a drug copay, then it is built into that number. But that's the cheapest plan. If I were to do that same thing with the second cheapest plan, instead of $25, it'd be $28 and change. And the third cheapest plan, if I filled all my prescriptions at the CVS pharmacy with the Cygnus Saver, which is in this case, the third cheapest plan, it would uh, project, it's projected to cost out of pocket $78, three times as much for me to get 30 day refills at the CVS pharmacy. Now, if I were to have all my drugs, all my prescriptions refilled at the Walmart and I had the cheapest plan. It's projected to cost me $25 out of my pocket, $25.29. That's that's uh, October, November, December of plan premium plus three months of drug co-pays when I fill the prescription. Uh, the second cheapest plan is the WellCare Value Script. In this case, if I were to fill those drug prescriptions at Walmart, it would cost me $66 out of pocket. But the third cheapest plan has ironically it has a sweetheart deal with walmart and uh, it's going to be 38 dollars if i were to fill all the prescriptions there now let's what uh, see what would happen if i had mail order mail order is in uh, the 
if I have the silver script mail order plan, that's going to be the cheapest of all. It's $23.70. If I use the WellCare, the second cheapest drug plan, mail order there is projected to cost $28.80. And if I were to use the mail order pharmacy for the third cheapest plan, the Cigna Saver RX plan, that's going to be $38 projected out-of-pocket cost from October 1st until the end of December. So if you wanted more detail, because I know a lot of people have many, many drugs and they want to see exact detail, you can click on a box for each plan that says plan details, and it will show you things that you never thought you would ever want to know about each of the drugs in your, (coughs) each of the drugs that you take is going to be uh, listed separately as compared to the other drugs so you know whether there's an out-of-pocket cost or copay anything that you have to uh, deal with it's going to tell you whether or not you're going to get into the dreaded donut hole i ignore the donut hole and i just say let's consider what you're likely to have to pay for all year but in this case we're close to the end of the year and the donut hole for most people is not likely to be a factor so i hope this has been helpful because it is uh, the question that i get more uh requests about uh, you know could you help me with my drug plan selection i'm happy to do it but it sure is going to be better for you if you are able to do it yourself because of problems like uh we ran into earlier with the two different drugs with the same name um only you with your container right in front of you knows the answer to that So I'm going to turn everything back over to Randy now because I believe that uh, we have probably awakened the crickets or maybe we've killed the crickets and uh, probably burned up all of our time today. But maybe uh, some thoughts occur to you, Randy, that you can uh, clean up what I've been rambling about. We do have, uh, we have the crickets. The crickets are over. They've they've come and gone. They've told us the 75 cents is gone. But I do have a couple of thoughts. Well, good. I I always find it, at least in my world, interesting or valuable or or at least good to know information to have in your back pocket. When you are choosing drug plans, mark down on your paper as you're working, higher price is not better. Right. Okay. Doug has uh, always gone for the uh, least expensive, and that's not. It, and there's a reason for that because it's the least expensive. It's not a worse drug plan. Okay, yep. you get the drugs you need. They're they're all the same drugs for the most. You know, no matter where you get it, they're the same drugs. So higher is not better. I know that when I was a kid, everybody always trained you to go. Well, you know, bigger is better. You know, and more expensive is better. You know, it, it would last long if you got a good coat. You know, that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly right, Randy. I'm glad you brought that up because I've had people say, "Well, I want to pay more than five dollars and ten cents." In this example, the Silver Script Smart Saver plan is five dollars and ten cents a month, but this guy takes two different drugs. So we have measured and found that with the drugs and the copays that he would be asked to pay, the Silver Script Smart Saver is still the best plan for him because it has a sweetheart deal with CVS and with Walmart. And right. it is, therefore, they're giving a bigger discount on those drugs purchased at those stores. 
And uh, with the second cheapest drug, you'd say, okay, it's a little more expensive. Maybe that's going to be a better plan. There's no way that it's a better plan because you just have to fork over more dough for the same service and you wind up taking the same drugs. You've just paid more for them. Right, right. Exactly. It reminds me of a joke that I run into quite often on the sandwich signs outside pubs in Ireland. Uh huh. The joke is special tonight. Pay full price for your first beer, get the second for the same price. (laughs) Well, that would have been my favorite, except for the fact that I was in Asheville, North Carolina a few years ago. We went to a uh, place like that with a sandwich sign out on the sidewalk, and it said, soup of the day, beer. And uh, (laughs) I I knew I I was home. (laughs) You were home. And there's one more, you know, Randy, interesting, weird ass, oh, excuse me, weird thoughts. Uh Okay. I, again, I'm a software engineer, so I've dealt with people of all ages for, I don't know, how long have I been in this business? Well, oh, since I was pretty long, pretty long, we're, we're not in the triple, triple digits yet, but we're in there a long ways. But anyway, there is no reason not to try this, folks. You can't break it. You can't mess it up. You're not, you can play with it until, you know, the, you know, it's time for the cows to come home to check your pricing and then nobody's going to care what you do. You can play with it all day long and no matter what you do, it's not going to start sending you drugs by the 18 wheeler load. This is just a way it's, to compare. It's information. It's information that you can use or not use. Some people will say, yeah, I, you know, it's a government website. Well, it is true. It's not as ideal as a website Randy would have designed to do this same process. But what we're doing here is allowing you to get your own information. And I have people that I've re- I've dragged them and beaten them with sticks to get them to try this process. And often they have become fascinated with it. And they've said, well, what if my doctor tells me to take this other drug? My costs are too high. I would rather substitute another drug. I'm going to talk to my doctor about what I can do to take a generic instead of a name brand for this purpose. And uh, it leads to uh, some improvement often in the drug regimen that they are under. So I'm hoping that many of you will try it and that you'll find it to be easy to use, helpful, and interesting. Well, the other thing, I, you know, this is just kind of a closing thought before we wrap up for today. But uh, given the fact that I've been in the information technology business for my entire professional career, Don't forget, folks, that information is power, and this is information. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Randy, I think uh, they're getting a little fidgety. I'm pretty sure we've kept them them overtime. The crickets are... Okay. We are going to have to close it off, but... There's a couple, three things, you know, not not long things that I always like to do before we pull the train into the station. And that is you can reach Doug on his email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. He is a nationwide licensed agent to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. You can check us out on the website, medicareforthelazyman.com. A lot of cool stuff going on there. We would appreciate you finding a place to give us a review on the podcast and the book. It always makes it, it makes it easier for us, and we really appreciate it. Our world is all about numbers. And last but certainly not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been in many different places, and you weren't. You were with us on Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. You have just spent about 32 and a half minutes 
with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, with his fortress of solitude behind him. He's standing in the front yard with his Army surplus telescope. At what elevation? We are seeing you come in at about 32,000 feet. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to take a deep breath, but let me give you the words for today. Medicare.gov slash plan dash compare. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you soon, I hope. Uh, at 32,000, not likely. Bye-bye. <laughs>